The following podcast contains spoilers for The Interview, 1998, and Chernobyl. You have been warned. everybody to KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusta. Guten Tag, mein Freund. Uh, mein, mein Schnugger. Wie geht es denen? Uh, stinky stink. S- stinky stink? Ooh. <laughs> hey, Glenn, I got a question for you. Oh, man, I've, I have an answer for two weeks now. Let's oh, yeah. It. Yeah, let's do this. What is the name of the cotton plantation in Gone with the Wind? That is actually pretty difficult. I don't even know that. I don't know that. And I, I, do have I was going to say Candyland because I thought this was going to go Django Unchained, but no, <laughs> I have no idea. You ready for a multiple choice? Bring it. You have Kara, Zara, Tara, or Lara. What the fuck is that shit? <laughs> I, I guess those are possible names of cotton plantations. Kara, Tara, Lara, and Flora. It was Zara, Kara, Tara, and Lara. Fuck it. Uh, fucking Tara? I don't... Hey! Whoa. Good guess. That was a good guess. Whoa. <laughs> I was going to say Kara, too. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so how you been, Glenn? It's been a while. Oh, man. I'm exhausted, Mike. You're exhausted? So yeah. we had... Uh, uh, Chernobyl, it was so long. It was. It was so long. It was long. so exhausting. It was. It was... It was I don't know, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But, uh, yeah, we should definitely limit how many uh, series, many series we do. Mm-hmm. But uh, We probably uh, should have knocked out the interview and just only did Chernobyl. Yeah. But uh, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, we live and learn. Next time we do a miniseries, we'll just do the miniseries. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I don't foresee that being a thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at least it, it, soon. Uh, do you see any movies worth mentioning in the past two weeks? It's been two weeks, buddy. Uh I don't believe I've seen shit this whole mm. time. Um, did anything even come out? No, I don't think I've seen anything. I saw your movie. That's about it. Hey, there's a, there's a plug. That's something. <laughs> that is a thing. What'd you think? I don't think we got to talk about it too much. Um, you want me to be honest? Yeah, sure. I really enjoyed it. Oh, well. like a lot. Like um, even the third time watching it, I was still like, oh man, this is so good. You've seen it three times now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that makes me feel giddy inside. What did what did uh, Kira think? Is that she actually is that didn't say anything? Oh, so I don't know what that means. Oh boy, but I mean, I think she liked it. Kira, you gotta, you gotta. We're delicate creatures. You gotta give us some feedback. Little, little give and take. Silence yeah. is not a thing we like. Um, I, I've seen a few movies. Uh, pretty much spill the beans. Yeah, I saw Rocket Man, the movie about uh, Ellen John. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that they can really be compared, but since they're both movies about musicians, uh, it's a hell of a lot better than Bohemian Rhapsody. Really? Okay. Which I don't understand the hype around Bohemian Rhapsody, but it is what it is. But this Rocket Man makes Bohemian Rhapsody look like a lifetime movie. Um, <laughs> With just with quality and and writing and well, it's all probably that alone, much easier alone. Just the fact that it's one musician instead of the whole group. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But th- that's probably the, my biggest thing about Bohemian Rhapsody is like no one. Yeah, Queen's a great band, but no one really cares about anyone else other than Freddie Mercury. As as mean as it is, yeah, it's the truth. I hate to break it to you, like 
Freddie Mercury was that band. Uh, anyway, I'm going to stop shitting on Queen right now. Um, I do like Queen, but... Notice I'm not saying a thing here. <laughs> this is all Mike. <laughs> uh, I also saw Always Be My Maybe with uh, Ali Wong and Randall Park. It oh, is, man. I was and, actually, believe it or not, was going to try to recommend that, but we already did a romantic one not that long and we ago. And we also talked about Keanu Reeves. We did. Um it is not that good, if you ask me. I don't understand the hype. It mm-hmm. is, it's funny, it's enjoyable, yeah. but it's poorly written. Um, I think a like, lot of people are hugely just excited about it because Keanu Reeves is part in it. Yeah, yeah. Keanu Reeves is by far the best part of it. I, I really like Randall Park. Uh, Ali Wong, I'm not a huge fan of, um, even like in this movie. She was fine. Like The, the movie was fine, but mm-hmm. I, I think people are kind of going a little too crazy about it. But you know what? If they enjoy it, good for them. And then I saw a documentary called The Biggest Little Farm, uh, which was about this organic farm just outside of L.A., and where they tried to grow multiple crops instead of just one. Yeah. And it was depressing because it's <laughs> essentially about the circle of life. The circle. Yeah. But, I mean, it's 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 more or less ha- happy, but I don't know. There's this part where they show a paralyzed coyote and it's the saddest thing ever. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was not ready to see that. Like, I wish they had just told me and not shown me because... That coyote, I just wanted to love it, even though it's a vicious creature. I just wanted to love that coyote. It's just a wild animal. It, it is. It's just wrong. it's just doing what it's it's designed to do, and or uh, you know evolved to do, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but yeah, that's all I saw, other than our two projects, <laughs> movies, miniseries. Uh, so I guess let's just get into it. Let's start with the interview. Directed by Craig Monahan and written by Craig Monahan and Gordon Davy, starring Hugo Weaving, Tony Martin, Aaron Jeffrey, and Paul Sanquila. Uh, the interview is a duel between a suspected murderer and a detective pressed by people who want results, but whose skin is really wanted? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is not to be confused with the, I think, what, like 2015, 16? 2014. 2014 uh, with Seth Rogen, James Franco, Randall Park. Um, Speaking of Randall Park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. About uh, the, uh, you know, Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un and all that. Yeah. Um, this is more just like a, a standard movie. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Uh, probably the biggest thing I have to say is that it is weird seeing Hugo Weaving be weak. Yeah. Because um, he's not weak the entire time, but he definitely starts off weak. And that was just really weird not seeing him controlling the mm-hmm. scene the entire time. Uh, in in a refreshing way, and then of course, as he does, he he did later in the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's it's really crazy. It, it does a really good job of making you wonder who's telling the truth throughout mm-hmm. the entire thing, um, and to the point where I still don't know who was telling the truth. Like they don't tell you outright what happened. Um, it basically, they kind of show it at the end is what yeah, outright I mean, happens. It's it's, I think. They do it in enough where it's like, it's it's confusing. It's like, confusing. In a it's good vague way. enough where like, th- yes, they do tell you, but it could just be, you know, 
something completely mm-hmm. different. Like it's uh, uh, yeah. What, what did you think? Um, I was I was watching this movie on the side. Like I was telling you earlier, I was transferring a bunch of photos while at the same time watching this movie. So I was yeah. I was for a little bit I was more or less half paying attention to it, and then I realized this was actually beginning to be a good movie. I was like, okay, I guess I'll just watch this movie hard as hard as hell then. <laughs> and it, it really did get a lot better as it went on. Um, as you were saying, uh, Hugo Weaving in the beginning of the movie was weak, but that's how his uh, character was really portrayed. He was supposed to be like this weak man. Yeah, his, just, his performance is a weak, but the yeah, character is weak. Yeah, yeah. Um, just this, this weak man who just was sleeping and then these policemen barge in and just accuse him of... Uh, Stealing a car, so yeah. uh, so there's there's that, and then yeah, they, but because it's just car theft and they're breaking into his house, you know something else is up too. Yeah. Like they, they they do a good job at leading you on to know that there's more to it than what the policemen are saying, mm-hmm. which really adds to the confusion of the entire thing. And even his character was questioning it the whole time. He's like, "This is all for a car theft." I can't do an Australian accent. Yeah, <laughs> no way. But. And uh, but yeah, like it just it just kept building up, and then like you're on Hugo's side for a little bit, and then Hugo's telling his actual story, and then you're like, wait, what the fuck? And then you're on kind, of, you're not really on the policeman's side because they're all dicks um, throughout the whole interview. Yeah. Uh, but then you're like, maybe maybe he is the bad guy. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you're like, but fuck, man, is he? He's really nice guy. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he's confessing all this stuff, and I don't know what's going on anymore. But yeah. oh, he's hungry now. My lord, I was all over the place with this movie. Yeah, I, lo- I loved uh, it to be honest. Yeah, same here. And I, I really think the uh, the way they ended it, like he, like you said, he he starts confessing to the murders and kind of giving details to the murders. Um, but at the same time, they are things that more or less were brought up even just slightly by the police officers mm-hmm. um so it's it's really like a whole question of uh, is he just doing it because they're refusing to feed him and he knows that if he it admits to it that they'll give him food which is again a whole bat uh, ass backwards thing yeah. with with investigations that you start being nice to people once they start uh admitting to things whether they did it or not um and uh yeah, it's just it, it is a really good moral like complexity, moral gray area that you're 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 not sh- sure who to root for pretty much throughout the entire thing. It sways back and forth. Are you rooting for uh Hugo Weaving's character or Tony Martin's character? Um like you said, the the cops are pretty much dicks from the get-go, so it's it's easier <laughs> to yeah. be on Hugo Weaving's side even when he's confessing the murder. But uh yeah, it's it's just such a complex, really well written story that really nothing really happens other than people talking. But it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. They don't even show any like action scenes of like once once he actually we actually find out the truth at the end. It's not even like a huge action scene like outside yeah. of the outside of the uh, investigation room. It's just Hugo on the side of the road. Yeah, and uh, the one thing I thought was really cool. Anytime they showed a flashback, and now that I'm saying this, I feel like the flashbacks are the only truths in the entire thing. Yeah. Because when the cop, when they show a cop's flashback about how someone identified him, they show him showing his picture to a, uh, you know, someone they're questioning, and the guy shakes his head, is like, no, I didn't, I, I mm-hmm. don't recognize him. 
And then, then when they show Hugo Weaving's flashback, it shows everything he's talking about. So, uh, yeah, maybe the flashbacks are the only truths in the entire movie. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh no. Yeah, just I think I just, I just blew your mind. You just mic. smacked your mic. <laughs> I was like, my mind is blown, smack. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, just, that's something I didn't even realize until we started talking about mm-hmm. it, that, that, uh, the flashbacks for the cops when they lie show that they're lying and now i feel bad for kind of rooting for hugo weaving throughout the entire thing yeah but at the same time it, it's it's good because that's how powerful it was no oh, absolutely he, he he was such like even when he was confessing to the murder he was such a like likable character mm-hmm. and in a, in a weird fucked up way like it's you don't condone what he did, but you're just like, yeah, this guy's not so bad. And um, it, the whole time it didn't help the police were doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like, they, yes, they did have the guy, but they had a whole other plot behind it, and it was just really... Absolutely. Like, there's no way to root for them. Yeah. Even though they are technically the good guys in this case. Well, yeah. usually in all the cases when they're police, but still. <laughs> usually, well, it's... Uh, yeah, that goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but... You, this is kind of interesting. Like, this is really one of the director's only movies. I mean, he made a couple documentaries, uh, one in 1984, one in 1989. This came out in 1980, 1998, sorry. Uh, Peaches, which came out in 2004, and Healing, which came out in 2014. Like, he doesn't, he hasn't worked much as a director. Uh, Director and to have him have this strong of a film as his first narrative film is absolutely mm-hmm. is really impressive. Yeah, that's insane. It's yeah, like he just didn't do much for a good ten years, and then after that, another ten years. Yeah, and huh. it's not he's he didn't even really. I'm looking. Granted, this is just IMDb. He could have been he could have been on other stuff and just not on his IMDb. But yeah, he's got huge gaps in between all of his work, which is really. Uh, Impressive in a way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. good good for him. Staying yeah. either staying away from uh, making movies on his own and focusing on his life or whatever he does. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't have an explanation, but that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really have too much to say about this. No, one. this, um, this movie is really hard to talk about for a long time because it only ever takes in one like takes place in one spot. It's yeah. the police station, and it, besides the interview room, it's like a stairwell or a rooftop and I mean it's just it's very it's a very good movie Uh, yeah I think it has really great um writing uh like like if this were just a play I feel like it could work as just a play as well um because it also doesn't help there's only like 12 people in the whole movie either (laughs) yeah the uh, the, I mean the dialogue is just that compelling yeah where if it was just on stage you would just still be transfixed on it yeah and and, uh yeah i I was really impressed with this one same thing So, shall we move on to Chernobyl? <sighs> Which episode? <laughs> what are the good we did? 
It doesn't matter. What does matter is that to them, justice was done. You see, a just world is a sane world. There was nothing sane about Chernobyl. I'm pleased to report that the situation in Chernobyl is stable. In terms of radiation, I'm told it's the equivalent of a chest X-ray. No, Chernobyl is on fire. And every atom of uranium is like a bullet, penetrating everything in its path. Metal, concrete, flesh. Now Chernobyl holds over three trillion of these bullets. Some of them will not stop firing for 50,000 years. This is more of like a really long movie than a miniseries for me. Um, Like, I'm considering this a movie to myself, you know, for for my... Well, I do too. It's it's, it's five episodes. Like, each one is at the very least an hour long. So it's... I mean, it's... Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, the entire series as a whole is five and a half hours. Um... Which, again, I completely understand why they didn't make it just a movie. Because there's really too much in here. There's a lot that to it, talk about. That is compelling and it's too good to cut out. So uh, I guess I should let you get into it. <laughs> well, 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 here we go. Chernobyl, the HBO special. In April 1986, an explosion at the Chernobyl nuclear power plant in this, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics becomes one of the world's worst man-made catastrophes. Did yeah. I have did I have trouble on that last part or like the synopsis the last time? I yeah, feel she, like, you, the the entire synopsis you did. I feel yes. like I, I was dying right there. Yeah, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, created by Craig Mazin or Mazin, whatever. You, however you want to pronounce it. We know us at KFR, we're always messing stuff up. Mm. Stars Jared <laughs> Harris, Jesse Buckley, uh, Stellan Skarsgård. There's a lot of people in this show. Um, Emily Watson. Emily Watson. Uh, uh, Adam Nagatis. Nagatis. Paul Ritter. Con O'Neill. Who's the kid from Killing of a Sacred Deer? Where is he at? Uh, he, his name, he's got a really... Weird pronunciation. Oh, Ralph Innocent is in it. Uh, Barry Keegan, I believe is how it's pronounced. Um, he's the kid from Killing of the Sacred Deer. Um, he plays Pavel. Probably one of the saddest parts of the entire show. But mm. uh, yeah, uh, were were you interested in Chernobyl before the series? Because it has been one of my fascinations for quite some time. So I knew about Chernobyl. I didn't know anything much about it. Like, I knew it was a thing. And yeah. it was, uh, but I didn't really, that's why I wanted to watch this and, like, it'd be cool if we did it on here because I had no idea what the hell happened yeah. or anything like that. So, yeah, so that, that's all I'll say. Yeah, I, I have a fascination with ghost towns uh, in general, and they're usually all from, like, the 1800s and rotting wood and all that, not well-preserved. So I always had a fascination with uh, um, at least Pripyat, which is the uh, city nearby that they evacuate Mm -hmm. um, because they legitimately just dropped everything and left. Like you saw, they were forcing people to leave their dogs behind, which is more sad than 
pretty much anyone dying in in, in the entire series. Yeah. Um, and uh, like they still had like cups of coffee on the tables, which are probably knocked over from nature now. And I, I do believe that they've had some military people go out and and clear the, uh, you know, clear anything that's going to be harmful in any way. Um, but yeah, I just had a fascination with it. I, I, I still want to travel to it now because it is safe to travel, at least for a small amount of time. Um, I was gonna say I wouldn't go there for another fifty years at least. Uh, <laughs> That's how much it scares me. <laughs> no, Pripyat, Chernobyl is still fucked. Yeah, but, no, but Pri- no doubt on that. Yeah, like Pripyat is is, uh, like if you're there for like two hours, you're fine. So I, I think they do have tours there that only last a couple hours. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, it's it's definitely something that you wouldn't want to just do without researching a <laughs> lot. But uh, yeah, I I thought the cast in this was great. Jared Harris, um, who is a normally a character actor, he just completely ran the entire show, mm-hmm. and uh, it was good to see him in a leading role for once. Yeah, for real, because he's he's in a Mad Men, he's in Benjamin Button, but he's he doesn't seem to be in terribly much. I mean, obviously he's got work, but uh, Sherlock Holmes, Mortal yeah. Mortal Instruments, there's allied but uh it's like you said it's definitely nice to see him in the top spot there yeah i i think the the most shocking thing for me like i said i i kind of researched this a lot but i never knew how fucked up the government was like i knew it was communism and and they were really shady and all that but to not listen to scientists and say that they're mistaken because they don't want to admit that they had made a mistake yeah is absolutely insane and uh, it's it's a hundred percent believable. Like there's there's a lot of memes and stuff going around. Like, oh, why would the government do? Like, why would the Russian government do that? I'm like, eh. no. I mean, it's completely understandable. The the whole thing. What people don't understand is the Cold War was between two flawed governments. Yes, capitalism is flawed. I'm not going to take that back. Um, <laughs> trying to show that they are perfect and don't make mistakes. And uh, while capitalism is better than communism, it is it still has some shady shit that goes on. Yeah. Um, but communism was at a whole new level. Like they would never admit like that. That's pretty much the entire thing. Uh, it, the whole thing goes to uh, Jared Harris's testimony. He, the character's name is escaping me, where he's saying the cause of the explosion was lies is that the, the Soviet government was so afraid of being humiliated they would refuse to admit that they created a flawed product and they they thought leninism would not survive and because it, it more or less didn't because gorbachev uh who was the um i don't know if they call it president or prime minister or whatever the, the leader of the soviet union who was the last leader of the soviet union said that he is pretty convinced that the chernobyl disaster was the reason the soviet union fell because it showed everyone in the con- in the world that the Soviet Union is flawed. Mm-hmm. They they have a flawed system. They refuse to admit any wrongdoing ever, to the point where it kills up to I think they said like ninety six thousand people might have died as a direct cause of Chernobyl. Yeah. Uh, and th- now that's something that's obviously that very rough. And there's yeah. no accuracy the, there. But I think the the accepted number is four thousand, but it could be as high as ninety six thousand. Well, I think um, they said thirty eight. 
uh, the uh, the yeah well, what the what the the Soviet Russian Union government. said th- yeah, thirty one, yeah. and the only reason I know that is because I I laughed and said it out loud <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they said only thirty one people died as a result of Chernobyl. Uh, pretty much everyone else agrees that it was. Probably four thousand. Yeah, much much it, much higher. But it could be as high as ninety six thousand. I again, that's one of those things. Where it's like, that's a very loose number, but mm-hmm. uh, still four thousand people because one guy more or less did, just wanted a promotion, uh, which is. Granted, this is just from the series. I, I don't know for fact. Yeah. I have not read the trial. I have not read the actual like um, charges for him, but Dietlov. Uh, who was running the power plant at the time? Who was kind of an asshole? Um, he he just wanted a promotion and refused no for an answer while running the safety test. And fuck, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, man the the whole this whole thing blew my mind. Uh, Same here. Wh- whether or not like just from the Russian government's point of view and just being like, no, it couldn't couldn't be us. We yeah. didn't do it. Or just the fact that nobody would listen to the scientists when it's obviously clear some shit's going down. Which is kind of familiar today and kind of yeah. terrifying. And it's just the like from the people's point of views and just like everybody melting around each other. And, mm-hmm. Oh, man, this, this whole miniseries was so powerful. Yeah. And, like it, in my opinion, deserves... Like it's high fucking rating right now. Oh, I'm sure uh, it, it actually beat out Game of Thrones for the yeah, highest. So um, happy. <laughs> well, it did. I don't know if it. Yeah, nine point six. Nine point six. And uh, on IMDb and Game of Thrones is at nine point four. Um, this is definitely more worthy of it. I, mm-hmm. I know Game of Thrones was working on a bigger scale, so that is something to definitely consider. But this is a more perfect series, in yeah. my opinion. Yes, it's only five episodes, but it's five. Damn near perfect mm-hmm. episode. It's like, like I said, it's just a really long movie. Yeah, so. and the, the thing I really liked about it is that they focused more. Once they got the whole, yeah, the government fucked up and they're refusing to lie about it out of the way. They focused on the heroes that prevented more people from dying, like mm-hmm. the coal miners, the three men that went and turned off the valves or turned on the valves. I can't remember what they were doing. Yeah, the people, um, the people of Russia, really. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yes, the the people of Russia are great, but they were essentially failed by their government mm-hmm. in a way. And they, there's people of Russia probably still are great, um, but. You know, governments fail people all the time. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, everyone in this is great. Stellan Skarsgård's great. Jared Harris is great. Emily Watson's great. I think my only flaw with this series was that nobody stuck to an accent, like a, a Russian accent. Yeah, I'd agree. And, I mean, obviously, when you're, you know, filming about Russia and Russian people, you probably have a Russian accent. Yeah, I feel it. I personally, I understand why they had it in English because less people would have viewed it if they did have to read subtitles, which is unfortunate, but it's true. I think it would have been more impactful if it was in Russian with subtitles, mm-hmm. um, or at the even, very even least, just not even if it wasn't just in Russian. Like Russian accents while speaking English would have made more sense. Yeah, that that is. For me, it goes the language of the place it's supposed to take place in, mm-hmm. then at, at the very least, the accents in English of the place it's supposed to take place in, followed by English as a last resort. I mean, that's, that, other that's than solid. that, that's really my only flaw with this. I agree. I, I, I feel like if the thing that bothered me um, is that 
the if you're going to have them speak in English, why were some parts in Russian? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand they probably wanted like the exact audio clips. They're probably archived audio clips from that day. Um, but it's kind of like reminding us that this is a farce. This is a, a show, the movie. Yeah. Like, so it kind of takes out, it takes you out of the, uh, the, oh, I can't think of the word now. Immersion at that point. Um, but yeah, it's just nitpicking. But yeah, that, that's, yeah. At this point, on a on a nine point six show, that's that's a nitpick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, man, this this show it was it was really good. It was yeah. obviously it was long. We had a very busy last two weeks, uh, so it was hard to watch until the last minute for, for yeah. real. Um, but man, did I enjoy every second of it. Yeah, same here. I, I started watching it on Thursday. I watched one episode Thursday. That way I knew that I could split the last four episodes up to, like, essentially two hours each, Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, this was a great show. Uh, I'm tired of animals dying in in things. (laughs) Luckily, this (laughs) one, like, it made sense to kill the animals. Yeah, well, the good news is that there is actually uh, a pack of dogs that are still alive in Pripyat today. So they didn't get all of them. And those dogs are actually thriving without people. Hmm. which, you know, makes it a little better. It also made it better that you could tell the people who were charged with killing the dogs did not like the fact that they yeah, were charged with killing the dogs. They actually cared about the animals and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, and it would have been much harder if it was just like, oh, yeah, let's just kill these these dumb animals and yeah. not have any emotion in it at all. Um, so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. You know, it, it really put humanity into an inhumane moment. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much to say. It's a fantastic show. I highly suggest everyone checks it out if they can. Yeah, hopefully nobody H- or canceled their HBO subscription that fast. Yeah. And <laughs> I would absolutely recommend this if you still have it. Tell yeah. me how to put it out. You are dealing with something that has never occurred on this planet before. phone lines contain the spread of misinformation. What would happen to our boys? The pain is unimaginable. In three days to three weeks, you're dead. You can see him and you cannot touch him. Do you understand? What happened on the night of the accident? Asking the right question will get you the truth. There is no truth. What happened then? What happened after? All of it. All of it. Madness. That does it for the interview and Chernobyl. That brings us to the judgment. Uh, Let's start with the interview, which was mine. Um, Like we said, it was really well made. It's a really well written show or movie. (laughs) (laughs) Not show. That's the other one. Uh, And it, it, even though it's just dialogue, it really keeps your attention the entire time Mm -hmm. um, and keeps you guessing pretty much until the end. And in my opinion, 
as simple as the ending in is, it is terrifying in a way with oh, him just walking with away. that shit eating grin on his oh, face. Oh yeah, the, the Hugo weaving shit eating eating grin. Uh, so I will say yes, this does deserve to be on the shelf. It is a shelf boy for me. Well, it is just a shelf boy altogether. Look at that. Oh, shelf boy. Oh. So the interview makes it onto the shelf. Let's move on to Chernobyl. All right. Um. I think we really talked about it all we could at the end of that little interview we had about it. So, yeah. I mean, it's a shelf boy for me, obviously. Yeah, I, I think it is. It's a Russian-speaking shelf boy. <laughs> I wish it was Russian-speaking, but it's, it's fine. It's wearing Adidas clothing and everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I am not one who really likes TV because there's no finality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but many series do have finality. I mean, the that's why they're just miniseries. Um, so this is really perfect in, in, in my mind with the minor nitpicks aside. So, yeah, I agree. It's a shelf boy. Look at that. Two shelf boys. Two wow. shelf boys. In one episode. So the well, interview. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be six shelf boys, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> the interview and Chernobyl both make it onto the shelf. We got two more movies for next week. Glenjamin Button, my friend. Yes, 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 yes. What is your movie for next week? All right. I felt a little bad for us this this last two weeks. There's a lot, a lot to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, since the last 10 seconds just happened, they were worth it. But I'm going to make I'm going to go with a short film here. Um, 55 minutes long. It stars Donald Glover and Rihanna, and it is a Amazon Prime exclusive. So there's that. It's called Guava Island. Okay, okay. Okay. On Guava Island, a local musician is determined to throw a festival for everyone to enjoy. A tropical thriller starring Donald Glover and Rihanna. I'll be honest, I didn't look shit into this, so <laughs> whether it's bad or good, it, it's got a four and a half stars on Amazon, so there's that. Yeah. I just I just saw Donald Glover, and I saw Rihanna, I'm like, give it to me, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> I couldn't care less about uh, Rihanna, but I do like Donald Glover. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so there's that. <laughs> there's that. Uh, my movie, we're going to go into the theaters for my movie uh, next week, and we're going to watch The Dead Don't Die. Which oh. is didn't that come out this week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was that's actually what... I was debating seeing it today. Yeah. Well, there you go. Look at that. We're we're gonna watch it. Uh, written and directed by Jim Jarmusch, starring Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tom Waits, Chloe Savini, Steve Buscemi, hmm. uh, Danny Glover, uh, Caleb Jones. Your niece is in this movie. Yeah, my niece Steve Buscemi's in this movie. <laughs> uh, Riza. Uh, a whole bunch of people. Rizza is in this. Um, I knew there was a lot of people. I didn't know Rizza. Yeah, was uh, the dead don't die. Tell of uh, tells the story of the peaceful town of Centerville finds itself battling a zombie horde as the dead start rising from their graves. Uh, and I'm excited for it. It should be available at most theaters. It was a wide release, which I was excited to hear. And yeah, so. Our next movies are Guava Island and The Dead Don't Die. Yeah. 
How long is that movie? That is an hour, an hour 45. Hour 45. It's not too bad. Straight up two and a half hours of movies right there. Yeah, two and a half hours after... After about <laughs> at least six, seven. Six hours. No, yeah, seven, 40, seven and 15, I think it is. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that will do it until next week. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review. On Facebook, we are Keystone Film Review. <laughs> Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike K. KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it for next week. Uh, or until this week. Or, oh, fuck. Oh, my God, dude. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. I'm done. <laughs>